Previously on the Herd Mentality Podcast. In this alternate timeline, we successfully raised $6,000 for Iman to take a holiday. She came back from Legoland refreshed and reinvigorated and went on to replace Ban Ki-moon as the Secretary General of the United Nations. She single-handedly negotiated peace in the Middle East, went on to develop a cheap and effective way of sequestering carbon to reverse the effects of global warming, and finished her career by releasing a Korean pop song. Do you think that $600 is a good starting point to raise 6000 Say 10% of the total? Absolutely true. What would you think if we could hit that goal? It's going to leave a deep impression on the mind of Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins, welcome to The Herd Mentality. Thanks for your time. There is a deep confusion going on here. What do you mean by that? You're constantly confusing. Ah, in that I take clips of your voice and edit them to be... Used out of context, with in- inappropriately, apparently uncomprehendingly. Correct. Firstly, let's get our credentials out of the way. You and I are both biologists, not physicists. Correct again. So neither of us are really qualified to discuss the power output of Ray Comfort's 8 horsepower solid gold butt plug. We can have a go at talking about it. I'm to understand that it's recently been scaled up to the terawatt range? This is a complete confusion of scale. But Ray has declared that this device is what gives him purpose. That is a hundred miles, a million miles from saying that something like the universe has a purpose. I didn't even mention the universe, but let's move along to discuss your new pet, porpoise. Purpose is a very genuine phenomenon. Porpoise. Brains are things that have purposes. Porpoise. And no one can argue that you don't have a big brain. Individual organisms, animals, plants, bacteria, all behave as if they have a purpose. And now you have one as a pet. The illusion of purpose. Well, indeed, the very genuine purpose. Nobody is doubting that it is a genuine porpoise. But that's the correct understanding of purpose. Porpoise! Now, Ray Comfort has also mentioned that by raising $6,000 to send Iman to Legoland, it would leave a deep impression on your mind? Three minutes is an absurdly short time in which to talk about this. I agree. That's why this is the intro and not the show itself. Do we understand how it happened? We understand how it happened. Yes, a lot of people generously gave money to solve a problem. That's precisely the problem that Darwin solved. I don't think Darwin was a contributor to the fundraiser. But that's a very, very different matter. He's dead. I mean, it's a very, very important aspect of living things. Baffling. Richard Dawkins, thanks for coming on the show. The cosmos is ruled by creativity. Oh, you didn't tune out in boredom? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Herd Mentality, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic, humanistic and scientific conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with a dodgy internet connection and, God willing, entertain you with some scintillating repartee. I'm your host, Questionable Adam, found on Twitter, Facebook and Google+. And it's time to meet our guests. Hello. How are you? Come, Ollie. Ollie, say thank you, Adam. Uh, thank you. Oh, that's all right. Hello, Ollie. <laughs> Sam, come here. Say thank you to Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Oh, that's all right. How are you? Hi. Oh, here. He wants to, he wants to talk to you. Okay. He's saying how are you? <laughs> what? Can't hear him. Yeah, you can't hear him? I can hear Hello? you. Hello? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hear you. He's like quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't push him. <laughs> you can 
Yeah, as you can see, it's the crazy house here. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Are you awake yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're back home. <laughs> mm. I can't believe you did this, man. What is this? What connection have? How do you know all these people? Well... How do you manage to do this? I don't know any like, of them, I Iman. I, I know none of them. I've never met these people. These people love you. Like, mind you, I understand. I see why. But... <laughs> no, they... Like, it, yeah. A lot of people who donated to the show have never... Uh, you, you know, they're not supporters or Patreons of the show itself which I really quite like because it means that they listen and when there's something that's important to them, they'll act. And that's how this got done. Well, but I don't, I don't see... Now, here's... I've been told, and I guess after I was told this, I'm aware of it now, but I wasn't aware before. It's not even about being private, but I have a lot of trouble accepting help or asking for help, perhaps, or both. I don't know why it is, and, and there's a lot of shame and guilt that are associated with, with whenever someone gives me something or helps me out. And I always feel like I'm not that important, and there's more important people out there. And there are. There, there are. It's just that simple. But I don't understand what it is they're connecting with, these people. I really, truly do not. I, I don't understand why they're doing this. Uh, My story, it's nothing. It's nothing compared to the horror that's out there. Well, you've had some pretty horrible stuff happen too. Well, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> so there you go. Well, yeah, but it's... Uh, One thing at a time. Your cause happened to come to everyone's attention and off we went. Yeah, but this is not like it's the first time either. You know, this is the third time around well, that people are helping. It's the second successful time and it was good. So, happy days. So, tell me, what's uh, so the boys know about it? Well, <laughs> I'm not making them, I, they're nuts. <laughs> they won't stop nagging me. They already hear the word. They've heard the term Legoland a lot. <laughs> so, now they're, they're anticipating something. They don't know what it is yet. Ah. So, until everything is booked and confirmed and paid, I'm really not promising them anything because I was looking at Legoland Hotel <laughs> and that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, uh, I have to, like your friend there, Jason, I think. Jason, mm. I haven't spoken to him yet, but we've been texting back and Skyping, like messaging. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel bad. Like, I don't want him don't. to get overwhelmed and, no, and try. Don't feel bad. because Look, just for listeners, because this is being recorded, Iman. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, right. J Jason is one of the very kind people who saw my little appearance on atheist hangouts this week and while i was okay. on the air there he sent me a message on twitter and said okay. his family is involved with the chain of hotels i think he's related to paris hilton although he hasn't released a single or done a sex tape to the best of my knowledge <laughs> and he he offered to go out of his way to try and help get a better rate because at that stage we were sitting at about three and a half thousand dollars and we weren't sure that yeah. we were going to hit the goal so we investigated a whole bunch of other different options, such as if we can't get the full amount, then can we get a cheaper rate and can we save some money on the flights? Because he's got contacts in the travel industry as well. And okay. we were looking at maybe an off-campus hotel rather than 
on yeah, campus. Yeah, that would, yeah. But with one person, I'd like to thank Peter, and he really came to the party. I think his total amount that he donated was two, yeah, it was about $2,500. So he kicked the tin for the better part of half of the entire total. I don't even know what to say. Like, Peter, if you're listening, like, I... I, I <laughs> thank you is number one. You know you've yeah. It's you know what I just really don't know what to say. I'm this people like this come out of nowhere and they really just they make they restore your your faith in everything in 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 other people in yourself in the world and. It, and it leaves you with this amazing feeling inside that, you know, maybe I just, you know, I judged people the wrong way. There are a lot of people good there. And it only takes one person to, to make you see that, you know. So I'm really grateful. I, 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 words will never be enough. They just will never be. I think they are. <laughs> I think just hearing, well, be, because you sound fantastic. You sound like oh, you. Oh, you guys made my, I went into surgery smiling. <laughs> Mind you, I threw up a little bit before I went in. I was so anxious. But <laughs> I, like, I had such a great day because I think you guys bought me, the, bought us the tickets the day of the surgery. Mm. And I was, I was like, I didn't sleep. I was four because I was so stressed. <laughs> And and I saw this, and I, you know what? It just it really made my day. I it's not that I didn't care; it, it hurt and all that, but you just go in better, you know. And and yeah. So tell me about the surgery. The surgery went okay. They did what they do. I'm not going to go into <laughs> amazing details. And uh, the the good thing is, uh, in the end, they and I was awake for this. They actually made me see this. Like they put it sort of on the camera on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they showed me that it was all like they stained the area. I don't know what they used, like with a microscope and all that. And they showed me that it was clear of any cancer cells. So yay! <laughs> Round of applause. Good. I know. <laughs> so two good things have happened. We're in business. Yeah. Well, this is fantastic. Yeah. Instead of Legoland Florida, you're off to yeah. Legoland California because I saw online they were doing five days for the price of one. Yes, I saw that. The whole ticket, the the entry for four people for five days cost four hundred and eight yeah. US dollars. I thought that's. I know. That's too good to pass up, so I just threw it on the credit card and <laughs> off we went. <laughs> right. We've got to get you there I, instead. I, <laughs> but e- even well, with that I, saving, it, it, it makes sense to fly you to the other side of the US instead. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I have no clue. I, I've been to LA before. I know flights are, you know, are, are pricey, but, I, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. I mean, I have much trust in you and, and, and in Jason, and, and I really want this to happen. Like, I want the money finally <laughs> to go where it's supposed to go. <laughs> so, no more crisis, no more anything, you know. <laughs> and I, I promised everybody, like, I'm going to keep everyone updated with any bookings. Um, as soon as we get, you know, confirmations and we're actually going on the trip, I will keep, like, a feed going of pictures and everything. I want people to know that their money went to where they wanted it to go. Well, good. (laughs) I think that's thanks enough for everybody who's chipped in. Well, again, if who everyone who helped, (laughs) if you ever find yourself in Nova Scotia (laughs) 
and you need a massage, <laughs> come see me. I'll treat you for free. Hands that heal. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Including you, Adam. Oh, gosh. Could use a massage. Be an expensive Do you think one. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll come to Legoland? Oh, when you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I'll be able to, unfortunately. It'd be, it sounds like fun, though. I know. <laughs> I've spent... It would be. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've catalogued my IP address and so forth because it's <laughs> for, for a guy who's not married, no kids, to be spending that much time looking at the Legoland website, <laughs> it's going to raise flags, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I highly doubt it. I imagine all full-grown men still love Lego. What somebody yeah. in uh, Denmark even said, oh, well, if, if it's cheaper, you can come over to, to Legoland in Denmark. Oh, there's one there? Well, that's where Lego's from. Oh. All the little Legos. Oh, are, that. Yes, they're born in Denmark. Oh, geez, man. I guess I should watch the uh, documentary, <laughs> which we have. So when do you think you might be going? Well, so far, the dates that are we're looking at are be because the tickets, the tickets that you guys got are expire on October twenty sixth. So the dates that we're looking at would be like after October third. Mm -hmm. So anytime after October third is good. And what's yeah. your husband had to say about all this? Oh yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's been stressed between me and the kids and, and all that, but uh, he's very excited. He's again in disbelief, you know, of of everything. We would like to repay everyone and you back, so we're trying to figure that one no. out, him and I. No, 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 not necessary. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> you, you just yeah, just yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to talk to you about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> not necessary. The intention is for you to go on and do nice things for other people, which you already do anyway. So, well, you made a good point though when when you got in the hangouts is that I've I've really been completely almost off. Just I I haven't even been tweeting, and I've just been so submerged in everything that my activism has declined significantly. And I'm very up. It's funny, I'm upset with myself about this, and I've been eating at myself for a while now. Mm. But um, I've already made the commitment that I, I need to go back. Like, I need to, because that's how I feel good about myself. Um, There's, so thank you, you, you for get, that. You need yeah. to get the balance right. Yeah. Very well, Iman. That sounds like we've ticked all the right boxes. Richard Dawkins will be very happy. Ray Comfort's going to be <laughs> thrilled with the news. He, he's, he's been sending me messages every day. <laughs> Is saying, he still peeing? <laughs> he hasn't stopped. And okay. he's saying, give me, give me updates on Iman. Updates on Iman. That's what he's after. So let's find out this episode what he's got to say. <laughs> okay, sweet. Can't wait. All right, Iman, we'll be in touch, no doubt, shortly. Take care. Bye, Adam. I'd like to offer a brief bit of well-deserved recognition to the following humanitarian humans who have expressed their humanity by sending human dollars to help a human go on a vacation in a place built by humans. Kevin, Steve, Greg, Jim, Stan, Tony, Robert, Ash, Jason, Bjorn, Paul, George, other Steve, Robin, Andrew, other Paul, Justin, Emil, Ida, other Kevin, Philip, Antoine, other Jason, David, Ankh, Richard, Dan, John, Elvin, Alan, Morton, Andrew, Ian, Charlotte, William, Nathan, Brent, Joe, Gary, Tony, Katrina, Jonathan, Susan, Sarah, other David, Victor, Mel, Michael, Travis, Isabel, Martin, Wendy, Christopher, yet another Andrew, the Hulk, Rosalind, and another David. And an even bigger thanks to Claire, Ben, Dustin, Tom, Kaylee, Ahmed, Andrew, and Justin, all of whom donated in excess of $100 each. And an ultra special thanks to Peter, who donated 
donated an astonishing non-tax deductible $500 to send a mom and her family to Legoland. That is one huge Peter. And when you're done listening to the Atheist Podcast that needs God's permission to have an interesting conversation, you can check out a show about religion that uses all the expletives the subject deserves at scathingatheist.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Herd Mentality bonus material. And down the line with me, I have from Japan, originally from Australia, at Sherlock Michael. Michael, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Adam. How are you? Extra good. Uh, currently sweating up a storm up there? Yeah, it's really hot up here. It's really, really hot. Polar opposite, almost literally down here. It's <laughs> somewhat brisk. Now, you've just completed your most recent tome of knowledge, The Gospel of Atheism and Free Thought, According to Sherlock. Talk me through it. That's uh, that's pretty inflammatory stuff. <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, I wrote the book and I've structured it in three parts. And the first two parts of uh, the book of atheism and the book of free thought are memes, quotes, and musings I've written over the years. And they're meant to be kind of coffee table reading, if you like. They can stimulate conversation and there's no uh, sources. They're not cited or anything like that. They're just my thoughts and ideas and some of the knowledge I've picked up along the way. The first book, obviously, the book of atheism is, you could call it also the book of anti-theism. It attacks most religions. It, I think I attack Buddhism in that. I can't remember. I probably do. Hang on. Hang on. Um, what did Buddhism ever do yeah, to you? I just, I don't like, I, I don't like the, the supernatural doctrine of karma. I think it's subversive and I think it keeps poor people in their place. Or as Bonaparte once said, it stops the poor from murdering the rich, which, you know, that's, that's a nice pastime. <laughs> but no, I, I see a lot of subversive uh, doctrines within Buddhism. There are a lot of good stuff in Buddhism as well. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in Islam. There's a lot of good stuff in Christianity. But as a package, I find them offensive to reason, logic. I find them offensive to humanity. Um, but of course, Buddhism is the least offensive in my opinion, especially compared with the Abrahamic religions. But yeah, the first book, the book of atheism tackles or uses quotes and memes to try and, I don't know, just offend religions, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's not a particularly difficult challenge. So the first part's musings on atheism, free thought. Talk me through the that. The book of free thought is a genre of writing, or free thought is a genre of writing, free thought being one word, that uh, you could include the likes of Robert Ingersoll in and Thomas Paine and others like that. And the idea is it, it is attacking religion, but it's more about attacking dogma and belief-induced thinking or unthinking, if you like. And so I have little quotes and memes in there that are directed to that. They're not specifically attacking any one religion, although I think I do attack religion in a few of them. But, for example, like I have a little saying that possibilities may be infinite, but reasonable ones are certainly finite. And little sayings and musings, some <laughs> sayings are about that long sentence. It took me a, se it took me a second to, to process that. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. That's very good. Thanks. Yeah. And I have these little nuggets and I also have some of the musings take about half a page. Others are about a paragraph or so. So there, there's a there's a mixed bag in there, but they're just sayings, quotes and musings. They're light reading and they're intended to stimulate conversation. I mean, you have to put your own work into it. You have to read a quote, for example. For example, I just pick one. Demons don't possess people and cause them to behave badly. Beliefs do. <laughs> and, well, okay, well, let's look at the truth of that claim. Yes and no, there, there is some truth in it. It's a meme, so obviously it's not definitive. It's not a thesis. It's a little statement, and it's intended to stimulate conversation. And so 
that's how I've structured the first two books. The first book, the Book of Atheism, like I said, attacks religion. I mean, for example, to give you my shortest meme in here in the Book of Atheism, uh, religion is organized escapism. That's a very short meme, and you can discuss that and chat and extend on that with your friends and things like that. They run to page 62. So from page 1 to 62, it's just those sayings, quotes, and musings. Excellent. Yeah. But then we head into the third part, which is heresy. The book of heresy starts at page 63 and runs all the way to page 320 or 310. That's a lot of heresy. Yeah, so it's pretty big heresy, all right? <laughs> uh, and it's full of essays and articles that are really well sourced that I've employed a lot of research and a lot of that research has taken me years to accumulate. And if you check the bibliography of the book, I mean, you'll see at least, uh, you'll see over a hundred books have gone into it. Wow. Um, so there's quite a few, it's a lot of research. And those essays include, include essays like The Truth About the Devil, The Greatest Trick. And that's where I expose the devil in the Judeo Christian scriptures as being nothing more than a, what you might call an adopted mythical character from the Persian Zoroastrian religion. And this devil character came into Judaism in the Second Temple era when Persia freed uh, the Jews from Babylon. And the theology of the Persians entered into Second Temple Judaism. And that's where you start getting the devil coming into the scriptures and, and having his character reworked. Mm. Um, and so the, the, the devil of the Christians is essentially the devil of the Persians. Yeah, and I run through all of the textual evidence from the Bible. I run through scholarly commentaries on that. And so that's how I basically attack that issue. And I've got tons of those kinds of essays in there. I have another one called Christianity as Untrue Myth, where I beg to differ with C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was a famous Christian apologist who wrote that the heart of Christianity is a myth, which is also a fact. And I attack... Christianity. Hang on, how does that work? C.S. Lewis was a brilliant scholar and he'd researched a lot of the more ancient myths that have many parallels to the later Christian one. But because he's a Christian, he couldn't see outside of his little psychological bubble and admit that well, his myths were just as fictitious as the ones that were basically form the foundations of his myth. And so um, I attack that issue by using a scholar of classical mythology who sets out a definition of myth, a classical definition of myth. And I run through the elements of myth and compare, you know, compare those elements to the Christian religion in a very detailed manner. And I bring in Bible scholars and I bring in scholars of classical mythology, of comparative mythology. And I roundly demonstrate, I think, that Christianity is built on myth. I mean, it's clear to most of us, guys walking on water and turning that water into wine or being born of virgins and things like that. This is the stuff of myth, you know, of dreamers. This isn't the stuff of reality. And so, but I go and show it anyway. I, I take the time to show that, yes, the, the stories that underpin the Christian religion fit the academic definition scholarly definition of myth and so i show that so yeah and i run through a whole bunch of essays like that like the book of genesis i tear that apart and show how it was written much later than tradition holds and most bible scholars are aware of this but most lay people aren't mm. that the genesis was written after or during the babylonian exile which is why the 
creation epic in the book of Genesis mimics the creation of the more ancient Babylonians and why there are many throwbacks to Babylonian culture and some subtle, some obvious. Like, for example, the, the word Eden, the Garden of Eden, is a Babylonian or Sumerian word, which means an un- uncultivated land. And there are many myths in the ancient Sumerian texts that talk about a garden in Eden that was beautiful and was planted by the gods and bared all this fruit and was wonderful. And I, I investigate and I, t- I use primary sources and I use Oxford scholars, I use proper scholars to demonstrate that these myths are adopted myths and also, yeah, that the book of Genesis was written much later than it was. Mm. And I have many other articles and essays in there like Armageddon. I talk about the Armageddon, the origin of the Armageddon, and I, the essay is actually called Armageddon, the Self-Fulfilling Prophecy. And the idea is that uh, I, I bring in psychology to say that, well, if we can form beliefs, they're called self-fulfilling prophecies, beliefs that we bring into manifestation through merely believing them, then isn't it possible that if a large society, most of a society believes that an Armageddon is on the rise, people are in power, believe that as well, isn't it possible that we might actually bring about some cataclysmic event through this psychological device called the self-fulfilling prophecy? Take a look at Gaza. Israel. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really horrible. It's just absolutely disgusting. Mm. And well, yeah, I- not to leave Islam out, I attack Islam as well. Oh, good. And- What's Muhammad been up to? Well, apart from diddling little children um, and old women, he, he wasn't exclusive. Like, he did like the oldies as well. So, he wasn't ageist. But, no, he wasn't ageist. But, I mean, he committed to, or Aisha, I should say he wasn't committed to. Aisha was committed to him when she was six. But he was a gentleman and he did wait three years before he had sex with her. So I think, you know, that's in his favor. She was nine and he was in his 50s, which is kind of gross when you think about it. Um, And this guy was an armed robber. Like, Muhammad was an armed robber. He, he was a pedophile. I'm not, I'm not familiar with this. the what most happened? horrible person to have as your religious. <laughs> What's the armed robbery involved? Oh, that's how he's from the Quraysh tribe. And it's how his tribe eventually, uh, well, this is this, how the story goes anyway. It's how his tribe became successful. They just went and robbed all the richer tribes and put all that money into Islam. And then eventually the Muslim conquests and so forth and built from there. So Islam is not a religion of peace. It's, it's a religion of pieces of infidels. <laughs> well, that's what it was built on, pieces of infidels. <laughs> so many so good I, little I, I snippets here. I run through that here. kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> Very well. And one final thing, because you sent me through a copy of the book. I have not yet had a chance to read it, but mm. it's only new. It's it's fresh off the press. But one it thing is. at the very beginning of the book, because I had a quick look through the, the introduction, and you mm. said you don't like to be identified necessarily as an atheist. It's, it's more a convenience term. And yeah. you'd rather be referred to as sane. Well, that's what I think the word atheist in the future should move toward. There's a problem with this title because on the one hand, it's become a dirty, it's always been a dirty word. It's been a dirty word for a very long time. And so for that reason, I'm very happy to stick that label on me and say I'm an atheist because it shouldn't be a dirty word. I mean, the fact that you don't believe in rubbish shouldn't slander your your character. It, it In my mind, it picks you up. It, it's a brilliant thing. If someone comes up and says, I'm an atheist, I think, oh, brilliant. Here we've got a thinker. But it, <laughs> on, the other, on the other side, atheist means without God. I am without God. I'm not without anything. I'm with sanity is what I'm with. I'm not without God. God is a, is a fictional character in my opinion, more than likely. I mean, we can't say that epistemologically. We can't say there is no God. I really like can- that. I, I really like that you threw that on just as a side note. 
because nobody can go and say there is no God. We don't have the evidence to make that claim, but we do have the right to say Almost we have insufficient certainly. evidence to believe there is a God or mm. gods. Almost certainly there is no God. So let's just cover off a couple of things because it's been a while since you've been back on the show. The yeah. blasphemy petition, how did yes. that go? It's going really well. It's past 11,000 signatures. I've built up a kind of relationship with Roseanne Barr <laughs> and she's been... Yeah, she's really interesting character. I don't subscribe to a lot of her views, but at the same time, she's been very supportive of this petition. She's been really wonderful. And she's, she's good to chat with as well. Yeah, so we've got more supporters now and, and we're doing really well. We're getting a blog up and running where I've got bloggers who are actual published authors who will blog for us. Uh, we have an ex-international lawyer and we have you know, published atheist authors and people like that who are going to be blogging for us. And we're getting that up and running. And so we're going to have a running blog. We have a running news reel on our website where we keep up to date with all the latest blasphemy news. Our Facebook page is going quite well. It'd be, um, it'd be remiss of me not to volunteer the services of Dan Errol as a contributor because, God... That guy can write about anything. Dan Arrell. Is that? That's not Dana, Dan, is it? N no. Uh, Dan writes for Alternet and about 50 other different organizations. He's... Well, that'd be awesome if, if you <laughs> afterwards give me the contact and I'll chat with him and put him in touch with our blog manager and that'd be, that'd be great to have I'm pretty Dan sure he, even as he's probably tapping this call as we speak. He's that sort of guy. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as his, his name is mentioned, he's ears prick up from across the globe i think you'll be all over it <laughs> yeah no that'd be really great but um also sanal recently has been made atheist of the year he was meeting with richard dawkins and throwing back to my book now sanal's writing a review of this book <laughs> so i'm really happy with that and mike mike nugent who you remember from oh, the yes. show as well he's uh, reading my book at the moment he's going to write a review as well so i'm really kind of looking forward or slightly anxious to that <laughs> we're, we're constantly we're publicizing the uh, petition as well and trying to get that out to as many people as possible. We just discovered that we, we've we sent the petition to the Commissioner of Human Rights about 11,000 times. Now, <laughs> I guess that's bordering on harassment, but like <laughs> inbox must be so full. We just discovered that every time a new signature signs the petition, change.org has a, an automatic feature that sends the petition to the recipient. Oh, and no. I've got her email in there, the Commissioner of um, Human Rights' email in there. So she's just been getting email after email, like every few hours for the last <laughs> how many months now. So that's good. But she hasn't responded yet, so I think I'm going to send her another email. Oh, because, uh, <laughs> because that will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Now, <laughs> to find out more about the blasphemy petition that you're running, uh, you were on episode 61 of this very show to discuss such a thing. Yes. Blasphemy laws or anti-blasphemy laws, to be specific. What stupid inventions they are. <laughs> now, finally, I'm currently running a little bit of a humanist endeavour to get at one godless woman a holiday to Legoland because oh, it just seems like the right thing to do. Now, we've had some very, very, very generous donors. Some people have given us $2. Some people have given us 100 Some people have given us 50 But one person has given us $500. And that person is Peter from the US. And, Michael, I'd love you to sign a copy of your book and post one out to him just as a, a kind gesture, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. Yeah, I'd love to. Fantastic. Now, where can... We So, if you haven't donated $500 <laughs> to raise money for a holiday for a stranger nobody has ever met, 
How could Joe Public get a copy of your fine book, sir? You can go to Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. I mean, all the, the regular book outlets online, you can get my book there. Living Waters? Um, or- Are Living Waters selling copies of it? <laughs> If only, if only. <laughs> um, that, that would be so great. You can go to my um, website as well, michaelsherlock.org, and I have the links in there. So, the gospel of atheism and free thought, according to Sherlock. Michael, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me, Adam. Well, I guess I learned my lesson about recording thanks with a couple hours left to go in the fundraiser, so it looks like I'm going to have to invest a third breath in this after all. So in addition to all the aforethank donors, we'd also like to extend our gratitude to Carmen, Andrew, a $660 anonymous donor, Daniel, Jonathan, Mark, Meduche, Dustin, Harley, RP, Claire again, $300 from Mogan's, Andrew again, Mrs. J, Purple Pod Pals, Grant, Steve, Mark, Bill from the Barroom Atheists, another Andrew, and Jeremiah. And honestly, the generosity of some members of this community cannot possibly be overstated. Specifically, Peter, who contributed $500 in the first round, really came through, donated $2,000 to push us past the finish line. With this money, Peter could have bought enough Legos to build a small amusement park of his own, but instead, he used it to help a person in need. Peter, we at the Scathing Atheists salute you and look forward to meeting you in hell or Pastafari in heaven or possibly a convention or something. So a huge thanks to everybody who made this happen. You make me proud to be a human. With me down the line, not seen since the very early episodes of this show, which haunt me to this day, we have Dan, Ar- is it Arel? Errol. <laughs> Dan, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Glad to see the show I launched is so successful. <laughs> they never leave. They're like a, one of those kids who you can't just kick out. They, they always come <laughs> crawling back. <laughs> so, Dan, you're about to launch with your newfound celebrity fame and enormous monetary compensation from various <laughs> uh, religious organizations such as Ken Ham's Museum, uh, your book, and your book is entitled Parenting Without God. So, and what's the subtitle to this? Uh, how to Raise Moral, Ethical, and Intelligent Children Free from Religious Dogma. Right. So It's a mouthful. <laughs> it is indeed. So let's just stick with Parenting Without God. In 25 words or less, what's the nutshell? The nutshell, it is a book for parents who are already atheists. It's not a book to try to push you out the door, but it is a book that will inspire you to be involved in your child's life in ways that you wouldn't think you would have to as an atheist. So being out and being at parent-teacher meetings, being out in your neighborhood, being out in your community, and being a voice and showing your child that you need to be who you are and not hide it out of fear of what others will think. It's a fine concept, and I think we need more of it. In in order to write this book, you drew upon your own experiences as a parent to smaller people? Uh, As a parent, uh, yes, and as talking to other parents, especially parents that I knew that keep their identity secret. Uh, I thought that was important to figure out why and to see what others can do to change that for them. So, um, you know, there's a lot of parents I talk to that keep their identity completely secret online. They won't admit to being an atheist in public because they don't feel safe. They feel like they can lose a job. They feel like other kids, uh, parents won't let their kids around. Uh, and they feel like there's going to be this massive damage to the social structure. I think those of us that can be out and come out need to because that's going to change the dynamic you know, nationwide or worldwide eventually. If we can change that perception, 
we have a responsibility to do so. Yes, no longer will we be the downtrodden, hidden away minority. Exactly. If I think the more the more people that claim to know atheists have a more favorable opinion of them, other than people that don't know an atheist, seem to think that you know atheists are the most horrible people on the planet. And in the U.S., they rate us among equals with rapists. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to trust. The American people trust rapists as much as they trust atheists. The American people. That's a generalization. Well, the poll. The poll taken (laughs) (laughs) of American people. You're also quite a prolific author. Your stuff can be read just about anywhere that you can point your eyes, such as Ken Ham's debate with Bill Nye. Yeah, I made an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) And it's drawn you quite some attention from other organizations, I believe you've picked up a job at Alternet. Uh, yeah, I write, um, I freelance for Alternet and uh, Salon. And I just uh, yesterday launched my blog on the Patheos network. Yes. Which is the same network as Friendly Atheists. You know, what would uh, JT do mm-hmm. and many others. Yes. Now, I actually came across one of the posts you put up on Twitter about this, an exchange that you did have with Ken Ham himself. Mm-hmm. What's the story there? Well, I'll go back a little further and not but not make it too boring, is that Lawrence O'Donnell went on uh, his MSNBC show, uh, The Last Word, and completely just destroyed the Ark Encounter, which is the new theme park Ken Ham is trying to open up. And he is opening this as a for-profit business. So he's not running it like he runs his other organizations, which are nonprofit. In doing so, he's applying for tax incentives, in particular, one specific tourist tax incentive that will save him $18 million in tax bills each year. It's not a one-off. It's not. It's something that can be, it will be renewed. You have to, you have to renew it. It's not, they could deny it, but it can also increase as the value of the park is said to increase. So as if they build it and it becomes a $113 million project, they can then ask for more money to be cut out. It seems entirely and, reasonable. Which they have. They actually originally asked for $43 million. They got it approved, but they didn't break ground within that three years because they were unable to raise the funds to break ground. Mm. They've now raised, I think, $73 million or something along those lines. That is enough for them to break ground, they said, if they could get approved for the $18 million tax break. They haven't been fully approved yet, but they got like a green light that says, yeah, we plan on approving this, but we just have to review it a little further. And so they've announced that as early as this weekend, they plan on breaking ground on it. Well, I researched it a little bit because I said, okay, they're for profit. So they're entitled to a tax incentive. But if you go to their webpage and click on careers, the first thing I saw they were hiring for people was two things. One, it says the Ark Encounter is not only a job, it is a ministry. Strike one. Strike two, in order to work there, you have to sign a declaration that you believe in the creation story and you are of the Christian faith. Uh, strike two, because that's against federal law, mm. because they're running as a for-profit. So they're trying to run as a for-profit for tax benefits and then trying to use non-profit religious you know, rules. And it doesn't work that way. You cannot be both. Mm. And Ken, I tweeted to him exactly that. And we've been having a good, I think we're about five days in of back and forth now where he thinks I'm just anti-Christian <laughs> and I just keep trying to cite exactly why I oppose the tax incentives and he just keeps coming back and telling me I'm anti-Christian and then tried to tell me I'm anti-job, I'm anti-state revenue. And that's when I wrote the blog to combat that. So are you pro anything, Dan? <laughs> uh, and don't, I'm only pro, uh, abortion? I'm only pro-atheism. No? Oh, okay, pro-atheism, good. <laughs> 
Right, yeah, let, look, let's drag it back to your book there. It was a nice little sidetrack that was just on the tip of my mind. But with your book, how is it different to, say, Dale McGowan's book, Parenting Beyond Belief? Dale's book, which I think is fantastic, is written more with, I think, humanism in mind. And it can be a lot of reviews actually even said this is it's, it can be a great book for both sides. Like a Christian can pick that up, read it and be like, wow, like these are a lot of things that I can apply to my life. If they're a Christian that is more on the humanist side of things, believes in a secular nation kind of deal, they can read that and, and feel comfortable with it. I don't write like that. That's not really my style. My book is for the atheist. Uh, if a believer picks up my book, they're probably going to be offended pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> I don't beat around the bush about how I feel about the things they believe in. I don't uh, hold back from calling things myths. Dale tends to be a bit more kind. <laughs> Dale's a very, very nice man, and he writes very nicely as well. <laughs> kind in this sense also meaning accessible to people other than atheists. <laughs> yes, which is one of the reasons why we did go with my book title was I had at one point I had suggested maybe changing it to something a little softer and a couple of people read it and were like don't bother people need to know what they're people need to know what they're buying <laughs> so it does exactly what it says on the tin see one of uh there was somebody else who came on the show she's an author she did a book for uh godless me it was a few episodes ago and i was absolutely exhausted when i did it so not a lot of it sunk in <laughs> christy christy Christy, I know who you're talking about. Uh, she did, uh, I've never got, met her and I've never talked to her, but I've seen her name around. Little Godless Me or something. It was a child's book. And most yeah. of the flack that she copped was from atheists because they didn't like the word godless. Uh, there's so, such a weird divides that atheists seem to stick with. They don't like the word godless. They don't like, they, they lack belief. There's a lot of different terminologies that some accept and some don't. You can't make everyone are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> We're no. godless. We don't have a god. That's. I mean, it, it fits. Some people don't like the term, and they don't have to use it, but it fits. <laughs> well, yeah, there's 20 different adjectives you could apply to free thinkers. <laughs> right. Non-believers. Could I tempt you in, at your own expense, signing and sending out a book to a supporter of this very show? I would be more than happy to. Fantastic. Thank you, Dan. So we're going to post one out to Valerie at uh, Glens Falls in New York. So, Valerie, thank you very much for supporting the Herd Mentality. And very famous Dan RL will send something out for you. Errol. Errol. <laughs> Dan, have you got anything you would like to plug or promote? Where can we get your book when it's released uh, next week? Uh, it'll be available on Amazon. And then shortly, it should be on Amazon first. And then shortly after that, it should be available on barnesandnoble.com. And then you'll be able to go into any of your favorite bookstores. And if they don't carry it, you can request it and they can order it. And I would suggest requesting it because the more requests they get, the more popularity it gains and the more likely they are to order it to keep copies in stock. Correct. And if anybody has a local library that they think would benefit from it, as in the community might be interested in it, I'm going to be looking into giving some to libraries around the country. Oh, fantastic, Dan. That's a wonderful cause. I think Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big supporter of libraries, so I'd love to say I'm in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, thanks very much for coming back on and gracing us with your presence. Oh, thank you for having me back on. It's been a long time. It has indeed. And it's, it's been too long. So we'll have to do this again at some point. Or maybe you could meet Ray Comfort. Who knows? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Dan. Take care. Thank you very much. Herd mentalists, hear me. Questionable Adam here from the year 2074. Congratulations to everyone for achieving the target and sending Iman and her family to Legoland. 
It feels like a weight was lifted off my shoulders 60 years ago. We look forward to hearing her Korean pop song. I'd like to thank the people who have supported the show this week via patreon.com slash herdmentality. Chris, Kale, Charlotte, Gwyneria, Jonathan, Jay, Steve, Shane and Benjamin. We're now about halfway towards making Raygate the musical, whilst all the time donating 10% of the show's proceeds to people like Delmas in Honduras to finish her master's degree in banking and finance. Kiva.org is a fantastic way of lifting people out of poverty using microloans, and this show targets women with education specifically, so thank you all again. Now I'm I must run because I'm too exhausted to think of something funny to script here. I'll be in touch soon. <laughs>